0: With Halloween this past Friday, many of you, like me, probably had ghosts and goblins and all sorts of creatures creeping around your neighborhood. It made me think about a time uh, when I was worried about a creature creeping around. When I was little, I remember watching this movie called The Mummy. I'm not talking about the mothering time type of mummy, I'm talking about the Egyptian type I was probably, I don't know, six or seven or eight, nine. I'm not sure how old I was. But I could not sleep at all after watching this movie. Every time I shut my eyes, all I could imagine was that mummy and his bandages being dragged up the stairs to come and get me. I was terrified. I don't know if you ever remember feeling that way, maybe after watching a scary movie, or maybe on a dark, lonely night, very alone, with darkness surrounding you. The disciples felt that way in our gospel passage from Luke, after Jesus' crucifixion, and in Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians that we heard from earlier. He writes also about this sense of deep darkness. It's a sense of loneliness, a separation from God's love in the flesh. Talk about feeling alone. and talk about feeling like you're in the dark. Yet, despite how scary this might seem to us, how often it is that we hide from Christ, putting on our masks, something like the children did on Friday, acting as if we're someone we're not, going around scaring each other with our pettiness, our ability to abuse and oppress, the child of God that is real within us can get so hidden over the years, far beneath these costumes of insecurity that we often cover ourselves in, that at times it can be almost impossible to recognize that God alive within us. In the long run, though these disguises will inevitably cause problems, I remember when I was about seven, my mother made this gorilla costume. And I thought it was very cool. Big paper mache head, a costume she made out of probably very heavy burlap or something. So I thought when I went out that night, I was the coolest. But as you might imagine, as the night wore on, that paper mache head started getting heavier and heavier. The costume and the head got hotter and hotter. And soon that mask began to make it hard to breathe. It was almost suffocating. I couldn't wait to get home to take it all off. I think when I got home and finally got the costume off, I had lost about 10 pounds of the 60 or 70 I probably weighed at that time. Well, it's the same way when we disguise ourselves from God as adults. Our costumes aren't as obvious, but they are just as suffocating. When in search of instant gratification, we lose sight of God's vision for our lives. When in search of control in our lives, we put our faith in our power rather than God's power. We eventually will feel the weight of these illusions and inevitably feel suffocated from from our self-absorbed lives. Remember what we heard in the Gospel of Luke when Jesus came to the disciples after the resurrection. They wondered if he was a ghost. In the midst of that fear of the unknown journey that lay ahead of them, it was so hard for them to see Jesus, God's love in the flesh, right there with them. And we know how that feels. We all have felt that at times. It's hard to feel God's love in the flesh near us. But they learned, and we have to learn continually, that Christ's saving power is the one reality in a world filled with illusions. And we get a sense of God's love in the flesh from those people who have surrounded us in our lives, those saints in our lives who have made us who we are. Saints are people who are unafraid to show who they are. They're people of the light, as Paul writes in that fifth chapter of First Thessalonians. And we can see that light shining through all that they do. And we have to remember, though, that the saints are not perfect. They too, like we, have uh, monstrous problems creeping up at them at any moment, ready to grab hold, ready to grab hold of their lives. Saints are just ordinary people facing ordinary challenges, but somehow they have this extraordinary sense of the presence of the living God with them through it all. And it brightens their life. It frees them from fear that can be so all-consuming at times. When you accept the reality of God's love in your life, when you accept the glory that comes from living each day as the person of God, the child of God that God created you to be, then you begin to realize they have nothing to be afraid of, that you can let fear fade with the darkness. Remember how Franklin Delano Roosevelt said once, the one thing, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Now, that was a call for national courage in the face of uh, a great challenge, a great evil it was also in reality an echo of Christ's call for us to have courage in the personal battles that we face in our lives. To have courage so that we too can shed those costumes that we put on that hide us from God and from one another. And instead, as Paul wrote so eloquently, to put on faith and love as your breastplate and hope as as, of salvation as your helmet. I was looking all Friday night. I did not see one person dressed in that costume. (laughs) And yet, it is what we need, faith, hope, and love. If we surround ourselves with that, we become people of the light, not of darkness and not of fear. So I pray that you will hold on to that light that's been shared with you, that you will today and every day of your life remember those saints of your life who held your hand in times of fear, who shared hope with you in hopeless times, who loved you when you were unlovable, who helped you see beyond the horizon, and who live with you today. I told the parents uh, that are going to have their child baptized later today that it's a perfect day for a baptism, All Saints Day. Because not only will, obviously, the parents be there and other family members be there, but it's a great opportunity to remind ourselves that that baby also has that great community of saints that are, we're part of his family for generation from generation that will be with him all through his life. and, And for us to remember that we too have those saints in our lives, even people who we've never met, who continue to echo in our lives. So today is a day to rejoice in the memory of those who have shared the power of God's love and grace with us, who've shared the presence of Christ before us, who have shared that presence within this place, who have been in ministry in this place, long before we got here. This is a beautiful old building, but it's also been filled with beautiful saints who have traveled in this place long before us. And it's with that knowledge of those folks who have traveled before us that we can come to believe that we can be saints for the future. We honor those who have come before us and those who will come after us by continuing that journey by stepping up to serve Christ, by putting away our fear, by putting away those things that cover ourselves up, by being the children of God, the children of light that we're called to be as we step up in faith, as we step up in discipleship, as we step up in stewardship. And we do those things for ourselves. We do those things for those who have come before and we do that we step up also for those who will follow us in the future. Because just as we live in the, uh, and, and build on the foundation of those saints who travel before us, so too someday baptized children will be part of this church. And they need to continue to have that firm foundation to build their lives of faith, hope, and love. So as we celebrate today, you remember the saints of your life, remember also the saints of this church, and continue to build a saintly life, not a perfect life, but a life filled with discipleship as you step up and serve Christ. Let us pray.